You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Think 180 podcast. Joined, as always, by new dad, Kyle Craning. Hi, kids. How's everyone doing? Kyle's got another diaper to change in the house, and it's not his. <laughs> it's super tiny, so it's all right. Tell us about the little one. He's good, man. He's born uh, 34 weeks early, but uh, he's got like a copper hair color, too. He's a ginger. That's yeah, good, yeah, man. Little, yeah, he's, love got, a ginger. He's, he's got a lot of fight in him. But uh, that said, you know, he had a little stint in the NICU for a while, which is expected, at, and we knew that was going to happen with him coming that early. And, uh, you know, he, he, he beat every hurdle that was thrown his way. Um, yeah. So, you know, all the family and friends who, who were thinking of us and, and, and prayed for us and, and for our little guy, his name is Kendrick, uh, truly appreciate it. He's definitely a little fighter and... Uh, He's he's adorable. He's tiny though, man. It's it's been a while. I forgot all. The, I've already. It's amazing. I forgot everything about having babies. Dude, you know. I one of my friends at church just had a baby, and she's like, "Oh, do you want to hold him?" And I'm like, "I'm a. I'll feel like I break him." Oh yeah. You know, like it's it been is. so long for me. It is. But, There's that weird feeling. You're like, oh, I don't. I feel like Will Fair like during the interview. <laughs> like it's like I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. I don't know what to do with my hands. Nah, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you. Glad everything's going good. That opening song was kind of funny. I, I, I threw that at Kyle. He, I don't think he really picked up on what it is. So that's um, New Love and Death. That's Brian Head Welch's side project. We've been waiting for this album to come out for like, I don't know, 17 years. But yeah. nah, much love to Brian. But uh, that song is actually a cover of Justin Bieber. Oh my god! I just saw it. Just, oh my god! You're right, dude. I, it was funny because the, the album came out, and you know, I was texting with Brian, oh and I'm like, "Bro, you made Bieber cool. How'd you do that? Yeah, I love it. It's it, that's it doesn't super even cool. Sound like it. That's why it's like yeah. Way, well, and it's right funny. It's different. It's like a different vibe for for oh. this album. Um, Jr. Barris is the guitar player with Brian. They both play guitar there. And he's actually doing the the lead vocal on it, and then um, backed up by Lacey Sturm from Flyleaf, who's a friend too, and she's amazing. She's yeah. got a killer story too. If you don't know Lacey Sturm, you should look her up. And uh, if you like your music a little heavy, check out Flyleaf because they're awesome. Yeah, she's got some strong pipes. Yeah, yes, yeah, she does. She's she's a pretty incredible young woman too. I think that was Brian in the background too, bringing in the, yeah, the heavy metal. He, he growl. brings in the heavy growl there a little bit. Yeah, always on point. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to seeing that fool in LA next week too. But uh, yeah, we got a few things to talk about. We've taken a little bit of time off between me going to the Super Bowl and you know Kyle and his wife welcoming Kendrick. We took some time off. It's been crazy busy here, so it's good to be back in. Uh, we usually record on Saturday mornings, but it's it's Tuesday, right? I, I don't know what day it I is anymore. Either. It's I've yeah. been away from work. I don't know. Yeah, we're kind of we're going through some. We've been dealing with some stuff in our house the last year. Lisa's mom was diagnosed with dementia, and she's in Southern California. Lives with Lisa's little sister Stephanie, 
And I've been trying to get Lisa out there to just to spend time, you know, and um, her sister is a, gym, a high level gymnastics coach and she's got some travel meets for the next few weeks. So we sent Lisa out there to kind of help take care of her mom because she can't be by herself now. And it's, it's been tough, but you know, she's, she's good and she's getting through it. And, um, I'm actually going out to LA next week for a few days. I got a cover up to do, but honestly, I just need a little vacation time. Totally. Man. I need some downtime. You've been on the grind. Yeah, we've been working hard, and we got a lot to talk about with that today. It's all good stuff, you know. It's it's all good work, but I want to start off with the Super Bowl because last time we were here together, we were talking about my preparation to go down to Tampa for the Super Bowl. And you know, since I got back, people have been asking me how it was, you know, what was going on, and I, the only way I can answer it is, it was incredibly successful, but it was incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll kind of talk about that. I want to give you some background kind of on what we were doing for people listening, but we were helping law enforcement, um, putting together information and intelligence on people who are being victimized basically. So we put all this information together to give them, uh, to go out and find these kids. And, um, the final, final word that we got was that there were a total, and, and mind you, this isn't just our small group. There's probably like 4,000 people down there looking for kids, right? Huge. Um, huge, huge, huge undertaking. Um, but they had recovered a total of 317 kids. That's Super Bowl. And, you know, a lot of people were skeptical. A lot of people were, some people were even questioning me, like, why I was bothering to go down there this year because it wasn't going to be like a normal, quote, Super Bowl. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, the pandemic, they're not going to have crowds. They're not going to have a crowd. They sure did. They had 20,000 people right. at the game. But the game itself isn't the or, important. It's not right. the, the necessarily the draw. I mean, it, of course, it is for some, but. Um, you know, it's a party. It's like Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people descend on that. You know, we, we thought initially, I kind of thought that too, it wasn't going to be maybe as bad as previous years that we've gone, but we looked and we had calls, um, leading up to the event and leading up to going down there. And they told us like two weeks before we left that every single hotel room within a two mile radius was sold out for the Ooh. week before and the week after the Super Bowl. Wow. So don't tell me that people didn't go because of the pandemic <laughs> and i'll tell you on that note <laughs> of course we we're in in tampa in florida a very very red state and dude nobody was wearing masks That's no tough, man. nobody was wearing them um i was blessed to be able to get my first shot of uh the moderna covid vaccine before i left and i actually just got my second one we'll talk about that here at the end too i'll add that in um, but nobody's down there wearing masks. They're all partying, drunk, big crowds out in the yeah. streets, being stupid. It's like spring break for adults. That's nuts, man. But, um, so anyway, about, about the work we were doing. So we were in a conference room in a, in a secured location and we had different databases to pull from that we we're trying to, to make work together and we're about as technologically savvy as a two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least I feel more um, connected to that world now, though, after this trip. This was different than any other. We were pulling, So we had different databases. We had the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children database. Saw the missing posters you see everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had another database pull of every single escort ad within a two-hour radius of Tampa for the week before and the week after the Super Bowl. We're crashing those together using facial recognition software to try and make matches between escort, you know, quote, escort ads and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Now, when you say when you say we, who who were you working with? Was it the FBI? I was working with an organ. So I was the main organization I was working with is a group called In Our Backyard. They're from uh, the North Pacific Northwest, um, Portland area. And we're working with them. My friend Cheryl is the executive director for them. And uh, they've been planning this like all year. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of work into it. And then we were working with state, local, and federal authorities okay. to so give to too. prepare this info for so they could go out and do their work. Okay. And, right. So doing facial recognition stuff. Some it was it was really hard. Like, you know, you're looking at like their face and you're like, okay, there's a freckle there. And it, you know, it's yes, it's probably her mm-hmm. or him. Um, we saw more male victims this year than we have in years past, too, wow. which was an alarming thing too. Um do you think that people were turning to that quote unquote not lifestyle, but you know that 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 world because of being out of work or out of school? No, or, I don't think so. I no. mean, most of most of the people we were looking for are all kids, they're all runaways. Oh yeah, you okay. know. So we're doing that. We're going in. We're looking at their social media accounts. We're looking at their cell phones, text records. Wow. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. And um, it was hard, man, mentally, just like reading and seeing the pictures. Because you're, you got to remember, you're looking at these escort ads and there's like pictures of them, mostly naked. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's videos of them doing stuff. And, you know, it's stuff you'll never unsee. And, yeah. But I'll tell you, um, the coolest part was we had another organization that was partnered with us, a company called Securus. Securus manages the outbound phone calls from every jail and prison in the United States. Okay. So let's say I do something stupid Mm -hmm. and I go to jail. I call my wife from inside jail. All those phone calls are recorded and they go into a database. So what they did was they pulled all of the records for any calls to the phone numbers on those escort ads that we had. No way. Right. Then we would listen to the recordings of those calls. And that was the hardest. Yeah, no kidding. Oh. Cause you're basically what you're doing is you're listening to pimps, traffickers, family members running their victims oh, from jail or prison. And the conversations that we listened to were vile. Vile. That's um, heavy. So then we would take and prepare a report for law enforcement and mm-hmm. hand it over, say, go fetch. And they fetched. So there's a the hospital down there. Uh, we can't say which one it was, but for security, because we're going to use them continuously. But um, they have a wing where it's for like VIPs, right? Tom Brady gets turf toe. That's where he goes. Okay. okay? But it was secured, highly secured, this wing. So that when they would recover one of these these victims, mm-hmm. they would bring them into this wing of the hospital. They'd have them thoroughly checked out. They had trauma counselors on site. They had um, like full medical teams and counseling teams ready for them mm-hmm. uh, to get them cleaned up and comfortable and right. checked out and treated more than anything. But 
Um, the the th- third night I was there, <laughs> I was exhausted. You when you go to the Super Bowl and you do this stuff, you don't sleep like regular sleep. You right. take little naps here and there Mm -hmm. because when you start doing this stuff and you're doing the research and you're seeing these ads and you're hearing these phone calls, you're pissed. Right. And all you want to do is keep working to keep feeding the cops so Mm -hmm. they can keep finding them. Right. You know, because you don't like want to leave any of them behind when you go home. And I got this one and I won't say the girl's name uh, just for security reasons, but I will say that, I got her missing poster and she was 14 years old from Fort Worth, Texas. Here, I'm going to show you so people can hear your reaction to this. So she was missing um, for, for a year and a half mm-hmm. from Fort Worth, Texas. And I got this poster and it stopped me dead in my tracks. Here, I've almost got it. I've almost got it. <clears throat> Bear with me, folks. This is impactful. That's her. Okay? Okay. Get a good look at that picture. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this next picture I'm going to show you is my daughter, Quinn. Oh, my God, dude. You're right. Dude, same smile, same oh, eyes, man. same glasses, same hair, dead Freaking ringer, ringer, dude. dude. I was talking to one of my friends sitting next to me that I was working, was working on another case. I get this. I glance down at it and I stop talking. She's like, you all right? Like what's wrong? And she knows Quinn. Like, Uh and I said, look at this picture. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, go take a walk for a minute. (laughs) So I went up to my room and. Um, called Lisa and, and Quinn on FaceTime and just told them what was going on. I showed them the picture and they were blown away by it. Like even Quinn, who's very, you know, she's a teenager yeah. and nothing affects her. Yeah, it affected her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, it wow. was it was a very interesting night because my initial reaction, I think the initial reaction of most people that are Christians is, you know, you're doing something good. You're doing some good work. Okay. You're doing ministry work and something like this happens and it rattles you like to the core, mm-hmm. right? Our first number one reaction to it is, oh, it's spiritual warfare. It's Satan is attacking me for doing God's work and he's trying to get me off of my game. That's what I thought. Yeah. That was my first reaction. Mm-hmm. So I go up, I call Lisa, I call Quinn, and I start praying and kept working. I got all the intelligence, went through this kid's social media and gave it all to the law enforcement folks about three hours later. It's like the middle of the night, and I'm praying again. I'm getting ready to try to get some sleep, which did not work. Right. I I would imagine, man, there's just no way I could. Yeah. I could think about anything else. Well, and it was the craziest thing because at about two in the morning, it hit me. It was like God was saying, yeah, I know it's hard. She looks like your daughter, but they're all my kids. Mm. So shut up and get your ass back to work. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ooh, that's not spiritual attack. That's God's affirmation. Like, I'm doing the right thing right now. So you go back down, you get on social media and start looking for more kids. But it, um, it still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. 
when I think about it. Yeah, that's it. crazy. Yeah. And there were a lot of kids like that. You know, the thing is, you know, so many people that hear me speak at their church or they follow us on Facebook or whatever, they're like, um, they love the work, but they don't understand the the depth of the quicksand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some days it's very positive. Everything's really positive and great. Right. And I try to post positive stuff, but there's days like that that are dark, man. Like you go to dark places. And it was funny because I spoke at my church um, the week before I left to go to the Super Bowl. My pastor, uh, Dave Mudd, had me come up just for a couple of minutes and talk about the trip. And it's funny, man, because <laughs> he's one of my closest friends, but we're so vastly different. Like he grew up in the church. His dad was a pastor. Like all he's ever wanted to do was be a pastor. Right. Um, and he would tell you all this that I'm saying. Very sheltered. Mm-hmm. Very structured life, um, but very, very shelled uh, lifestyle. Like we had a conversation at my men's group the other night. He doesn't. He had never heard an NWA song. What? I'm like, bro, what? Are you crazy? And granted, I grew up in South Central LA. It was life, but it was worldwide. Like, how did you never hear like, that? Yeah, that was like a that was like a huge. I couldn't believe that it. was like a cultural phenomenon. Like that was cultural, political. That was it was everything. It was front page news, and so we we kind of laugh about that. But he has me come up and talk about going to the Super Bowl, and I pull out Wu Tang. I dropped Wu Tang in church. And he didn't even get it because I don't even think he's ever heard of Wu-Tang. But mm-hmm. he's like, you know, is it hard to go and do that stuff? I said, you know what? You get up every day and you say, I'm going to put on my gasoline boots and walk through <laughs> hell for a while. Yeah. And um, it's funny because, you know, I love my church. I love the people at my church. and But it's they live in Lake Zurich. So it's, you know, upper, you know, upper middle class, white, suburban lifestyle mostly. And um they love to hear the the positive stories but the right the scary reality of it would probably scare the shit out of all of them right. yeah but it was good man we we had a great team we had great communication it was a good good year and next year i'm super pumped because i get to take like 10 to 15 people with me next year i'm going to train them all year that's all awesome. how to do the stuff so when we get there it's like boom we're just we're working mm-hmm. um and next year's in la next year is in la so home sweet home i get so to fi? do huh so far yeah so i get to do work in in home and you know the home base of la um, take my friends out there take people out there that want to do this work and um, no, I ain't never yeah. been to LA. Just uh, saying. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. You know. Not that's a vacation by any means. No, but there's gonna be. There will definitely be time there because I want to take people and show them where I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that now. Can, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it years ago. You can do that now. Like I can take yeah. people to Compton and nobody's getting shot. But, but LA is different now. But yeah, so that's you know next year. We're doing that. In fact, when I go out there next week for a few days of downtime and a quick cover up, I'm going to do some homework there and look for a location where we can work out of. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice. I got the ghetto pass for L.A. still <laughs> so I can get wherever I need to get. I think we should do it in Compton, honestly. Yeah, that would be. It's, I mean, the stadium is in Carson. It's right there, yeah. you know. 
So, I don't know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so I went down to the Super Bowl, did that, then I came back, and I spoke at Christ Community Church in um, St. Charles. And they actually, so we were live at, at St. Charles at their campus, and then they, they streamed it out to everybody's homes and then to their other five or six campuses. Wow. And it was really cool, man. I was really excited about it because it was my first real like live speaking engagement, like official speaking engagement in over a year, mm-hmm. you know? And it was funny because I was, I wasn't nervous, but I was like, man, this is going to be weird. I haven't done this in so long. And mm-hmm. it was so smooth. It was like the, the people at, at Christ community church were so great. Um, Dawn was like my guide the whole time I was there. She kind of took me around and got me where I needed to be. She was awesome. And, and pastor Jim did a great job with the interview. It was probably Mm -hmm. one of the, my favorite interviews I've done. Yeah. It's very, very smooth. Yeah. I think it was cool. Uh, it's posted on the, the Inc. 180 Facebook page. If people want to check it out, I'll leave it up there. But, um, yeah, it was cool, man. It was, it was funny because you know Jim, Pastor Jim, has a couple tattoos on his forearms, so he gets there. I'm in the back in this beautiful, like they called the green room, where I was, you know, chilling and whatever. They had food and drinks and all kinds of great stuff for me, but um, totally the most gracious <laughs> place ever, man. Who would have thought I was somebody special? But um, he he comes back and I just met him then that was mm-hmm. the first time i ever met him and he rolls up his shirt sleeves and he's like check out my ink and i'm like yeah bro we're exactly the same man i got 99 you got two <laughs> but it was keeping count yeah but you know it was really cool man because i'd watched a bunch of his previous they do this once every quarter they bring somebody in with a compelling story mm-hmm. and and share it with people and it was funny because um the one before me, I, I'm terrible with names, but she's a Southwest pilot. She was one of the first, if not the first, female fighter pilot. Mm. And she was flying a Southwest plane that was in distress and was going to crash, but mm-hmm. she saved it, basically, and landed okay. it. Um, and the interview was amazing. The one before that, Daryl Strawberry, baseball player, <laughs> right? the Coke yep. machine. I'm like, seriously, Daryl Strawberry. And then you're going to have wow. me like right. what a letdown. Um, but it was wild because, um, no, Dawn, that's a step up. That's a step yeah, up. I don't Dale, know, man. Not too many people know Dale Strawberry anymore. Yeah, I do. I grew up watching that guy and hating him because he played for the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> Go Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was it was wild because, you know, we're sitting there, we're doing this interview, and, oh, you know what, let me back up, let me back up. Two weeks before I go to do the interview, Dawn sends me the itinerary, and it's everything, like what time I need to be there, what kind oh, of colors wow. to wear because of the video, okay. and, you know, like that kind of general knowledge kind of stuff, okay. and super thorough. And then a W-9 form, well... If you've been following me for a while, you know this, but I don't charge churches to speak. I, I just don't feel right saying, hey, pay me because I told you what Jesus did in my life. I don't mm-hmm. do that. What I will do is I'll say, you know, if there's travel expenses, yeah, okay, we'll cover that. And then beyond that, if people are moved by the story and they want to support the work, just take a free will offering at the end right. for the ministry, you know? Uh-huh. But she said, no, we want you to fill out this W-9 and send it back. And when you get here, we'll have a check for $5,000 waiting for you. And I was like, what? 
Right. Like, I don't get that kind of response from anybody speaking, right. you know, five grand. Like, who am I, dude? Right. Well, like 10 minutes later, I get a notice. She had recalled the email and pulled it back. And I went, oh, shit. That's Daryl Strawberry money. <laughs> that was Dar- That's what they gave Daryl Strawberry. I'm like, so I'm probably going to get like, you know, 100 bucks or something. Because I always like. What's the right word? I don't give myself. I don't put myself in different levels mm-hmm. of cat. Like I deserve this. Right. right. You know, I just don't. So I just kind of laughed about it. And she she had sent me another one, a new itinerary. But that was still on there. And she called me and she's like, hey, can you give me a call? I just want to talk to you. This is a few days later. I want to talk to you about the offerings for the weekend you're here. And I thought she meant about the money, right? Right. So I called her and I was waiting for that kind of shoe to fall. And she'd be like, yeah, you know, sorry, I shouldn't have sent you that. Um, But she goes, you know, um, because of COVID, everybody has to register that's coming. It's free, but they have to register so we don't like over fill the place because right. social distancing on it i'm like oh yeah yeah and she said we've had such a great response from it that you're coming like we wanted to see if we could add another service on sunday wow if you're okay with that and she said and if you are we'll add another 2500 so you'll get 7500 dollars." and i was like you gotta be kidding me and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I think we can make that work, you oh. know? And it was perfect timing because, like, all my annual registrations right. and licenses and all this and that and the other were all coming due. So it was just totally perfect. But um, the so Lord it works in mysterious ways. All the time. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm, I'm speaking. I'm doing the, this interview and the interaction was flawless. It was like we had rehearsed it. It just felt really smooth and, and really good. I was going to ask you if you rehearsed it. It no. seemed like you did. No, not like at all. Zoom or something. No, in fact, I had not met him until 10 minutes before we went on Saturday yeah, night. When you said that, it kind of surprised me because it was, it's all, it was very, very good. Very it, good. It's funny. Like I don't prepare when I go speak and people are like, what do you mean you don't prepare? Like I just, I don't. I pray and I'm like, just give me the words. And, and I just let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've done it so many times. It's like right. automatic now. But right. um, no, I thought it was really cool. The thing that I was most, I think, proud of, and you know, I, I always look at kind of, I'll go back and watch the video, see how I did, and see if I did anything stupid. Um, but the best feedback that I got from this one was one of the people at church told me they have um, a packet. So, all churches do this. Well, most churches do this. When you're new, let's say you're just, you're hurting in life. You, you wander into a church. They usually have a thing called like a next step package or, you know, first step package. And it's like a little Bible book and Mm -hmm. some flyers or whatever info. Well, they said, you know, if this is new, like, please grab one of these next step packets on your way out and reach out to us. We want to support you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they told me afterwards, they're like, man, we gave away more of those after your speaking engagements than we did for like any other <laughs> one. Wow. I'm like, that's cool stuff, that's man. Awesome. I'm like, I was really stoked by that. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. That's what I really care about. So, right. No, it went cool. Um, I've got another speaking engagement coming up. 
if people want to come out, it's um, April, Sunday, April 11th at the Well Church in Geneva, uh, Geneva, Illinois, not Switzerland. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I do have some friends in Switzerland oh, that really? do listen to this. Nice. To this. I was yeah. going to say, I, I've noticed some Switzerland list yeah. on the uh, insights, on the data yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, Dahlia. What's up, Dahlia? I love you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she's dope. She's She runs uh, one of Brian's fan, uh, fan pages. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So. She's cool as hell. But yeah, Geneva, Illinois, 411, Sunday morning. I'm not sure the time if you Google their website, and we'll talk about it as it gets closer. But um, talked about going to L.A. next week. I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about what's going on with my mother-in-law because she's an amazing woman and want to watch her kind of kind of slipping, I guess, is the, mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. It's just sad, you know, starting to not recognize people that are – that's hard, super man. close, you know, so that's been tough. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'll be down in Austin, Texas, and one of my favorite parts of Texas. I love Houston, too, because I got some good people down there. But mm-hmm. I figured I'd let those those boys thaw out before I go down there, <laughs> wreak havoc. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, they, they went through hell, you know. It's mm-hmm. crazy. My, my initial reaction with that storm that went through was like, suck it up, man. You got like four or five inches of snow. We mm-hmm. get like 12, right? you know. But then you went, when you learn that nothing is like yeah. prepared for the elements because yeah. well, well, I, that'll never, they expect that to never happen in Texas. Yeah, well, I knew, you know, every year they get a, a, a pretty decent amount of ice or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that like one week a year it'll happen. And they just shut everything down because they don't have salt trucks or plows or any of that. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but I didn't realize that it was shutting down their power grid and people were without power and their pipes were bursting and they're freezing to death. Like people froze to death in their mm-hmm. homes. So I, I'm not making light of what happened at all. And those that were able to retain power are now charged with like 13, 14, yes. 12, so it's a $20,000 by the way that the... Their system is is set up. Yeah, the government's got to step in and do something about that. That is absolutely asinine. I saw some woman, single mom, just got like a seventeen thousand yeah. dollar electric. I'm like, are you high? Yeah, based on demand. Yeah, that's BS. That's funny. Man. You know, Oklahoma got the same part of the same storm. Yeah, got the same results in terms of like ice or snow or whatever. Yeah, but they're set up so they are able to take on, you know, receive electricity from other states. Yeah. So that, that's a key thing. Too. That's I, just, I really hope that, uh, you know, they get that situation, that whole system straightened out down there. Cause all the, everyone down there deserves better than that. Yeah. Big time. Right. I mean, it's like Texas has had kind of a rough few years. Yes, they have, <laughs> you know, the whole South put Gulf, you know, coast down there and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm actually, I'm going down there. I got a, uh, message on the Facebook page. There's a 17 year old trafficking survivor that needs four cover-ups. So I'm going down there to do that. We got legal authorization to, to do that for a minor. Um, thank you judge. So looking forward to getting down there and helping her out with that. But, um, it's spring now. Thank God we oh, had just about, we had a terrible winter this year. This winter sucked. See, yes and no. It's just February. I Ugh. feel like it's just February. It February sucked. is always brutal, though. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like February this year wasn't... It just all came at once, I feel like, this year. But other than that, you know, January, December, pretty fairly mild, you know, cold. Yeah, it's cold, man. But let me tell you, when it 
was minus 20, or was below zero, close to zero back at the be- end of January, beginning of February, or most of February, really. But once it hit 30 degrees, man, it felt like a freaking blessing, man. Yeah, like, big time. I was like, oh, 30. I never thought I'd be happy to feel right 30 degrees. Well, I got up on Saturday morning. Lisa and the kids got me a gift card for the one of the local Harley dealers to get some work done on my oh, bike. Boy for Christmas and I was dying to get it there because mm-hmm. I knew spring was coming at some point. So I want to have it ready. So I woke up at well, zero dark 30 on this past Saturday morning. <laughs> it was 32 degrees out. I put on my jeans, a flannel, my vest, my gloves and a beanie jumped on my bike on oh, my chucks, but I did wear socks <laughs> side note. Um, and rode my bike like 20 miles to Heritage Harley to get this work done. Dude, I have never been that cold on my bike ever. I bet. And I don't know how, like, a lot of the, the you know, the one percenter bike clubs, those fools, well, sorry guys, not fools. You guys are great people. Love you. Fools in a good way. What's <laughs> up, <Stop>, fool? <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. To no. Those, those dudes were... <laughs> Dude, no, they they don't play, but nah, y'all know who I'm talking about. But um, they ride in the winter, even when it's snowing, dude. I've oh, seen no videos way. of outlaws and hell's angels and mongols and stuff riding in the snow when it's wow. coming down. I'm like, Psh. no way, nah. But um, yeah, I got the bike over there, and it was funny because I pulled it in. I got Metallica blasting on the nice. radio. I come roaring into the dealership parking lot. And I walk into the service area and the guy was like, you rode in today? I go, yeah. I go, I don't have a trailer, you know? Right. He's like, how far do you, I was like, oh, I live in Oswego. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, there's a coffee machine right over there and there's a hot water button if you just want to like put hot water on your face. But dude, I was fr- like my toes and my fingertips and my lips were frozen solid for like four <laughs> or five hours. I'm talking to people and like blabbering and, you know, like drool coming down my chin because I can't feel my lips. But um, hey, I wanted to talk about something important because of spring. I didn't just bring up spring because it's spring, but and it's not baseball. Um but the NCAA tournament this year is different. Uh, NCAA tournament is a huge moneymaker for the collegiate sports, obviously. And every year they have regional tournaments, super regional tournaments, the final four, you know, all that. Right. But it's in different cities. So for the first time in, I don't know, maybe ever, the whole tournament is being played in the state of Indiana. Crazy. So, you know, people always talk about sex trafficking in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's a huge problem. Um, is it the biggest? I don't know. It's one of the biggest. It's a big problem. That's why we go. Well, this year, with the whole tournament being in Indianapolis, I think we're going to go to Indianapolis and do some outreach work. Nice. Um, a little deeper into the tournament. You know, not necessarily the final four week, but like somewhere between the grade eight and the final four, mm-hmm. we're going to go down, we're going to hit the streets. We're going to do stuff. Um, trying to reach out triple X church just got kind of reinvigorated and they did some stuff with us in Minneapolis at the super bowl a couple of years ago with the strip clubs. It was awesome work. So looking uh, to try and do some of that stuff, put up stickers. Uh, one of the things that in our backyard does all year long is 
they go up and they put stickers inside bathroom stalls in the airports, the convenience stores, gas stations, restaurants. Um, so if victims are there, mm-hmm. they'll see it, gives them a number to call for help if they want. Right. Um, so probably try and do some of that. Um, just see what's going on there. But um, yeah, working, huge. man, just working, 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 working. No rest for the weary, but um, having a little bit of minor surgery on March 25th. I got a non-cancerous tumor in my wrist that they're going to cut out. I actually get to be awake for it, so I think I'm going to oh, video gross, it. dude. I think I'm going to video it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, la, la, la. But yeah, get, getting a new tattoo in L.A. next week, so a lot of, lot of cool stuff coming up. But um, excited to be back. Excited to be back talking to everybody. Excited that... Uh, little Kendrick's gonna, you know, grow now and get home. Or he's home and everything's going good. And Kyle's on diaper duty. And oh, yep, I'm on diaper duty. <laughs> and he's swimming in that milk, man. <laughs> yep. So everything's good in, in the world here. So good stuff. I hope you guys are doing good where you're at. What are we gonna close out today with? A classic that we've used before. Yeah. Gonna end it with a glorious. You know I'm back oh, like cool. I never left. Have a great week, guys. Another sprint, another step, another step, another day, another breath. Another breath. Been chasing dreams, but I never slept. I never slept. I got a new attitude that a lease on life is a piece of mine. Seeking to find I can sleep when I die. Want a piece of the pie, got the keys to the riding. No straight. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Get up my way. I'm running late. What can I say? I heard you die twice. Once when they bury you in the grave And the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name So when I leave here on this earth Did I take more than I gave? Did I look out for the people? Or did I do it all for fame? Legend is exodus Searching for euphoria Judging through the mud to find the present No ignoring us Got 20,000 deep up in the street Like we some warriors My mama told me never bow your head Whoa. I feel glad smiling